Hey friends, welcome to It's All Happening with Amanda, a weekly podcast that dives deep into your favorite reality TV shows. With help from my special guests, we break down the most shocking, controversial, and heartfelt moments from Bravo and beyond. In the words of Aviva Drescher, I say what I mean, but I never say it mean. Grab a fancy AF cocktail and get ready for me to mention it all. Hi, everyone. I am so excited. I'm here with my friend, Taria, from the What Else is Going On podcast. You know her. You love her. She's back for the second time, and this will definitely not be the last. Hello, Taria. Hi, guys. Hi, Amanda. Thank you so much for having me. I've been excited to do this since we scheduled it, and I'm excited to talk to you. And hi, listeners. I hope you love me. I love it. If you don't, that's fine too. (laughs) It's so fun to have you back because the first time we talked, it was in the end of August and we had just met and we talked for four and a half hours and I had to cut like 45 minutes because I overshared with you like immediately. And I was like, I can't put any of this on the podcast, (laughs) but it's so nice now because I feel like we're best friends and we like know each other really well. So it's so nice to have you back now. Thank you. It it really is. And it's funny that, that, I've been telling Corey, you know, he's been saying he's glad that I've met people online, like not online, but like in this community that he, he feels like we're going to be friends. Like, fr- like we are like, it's a real friendship, not just the like, cause you know, you have your Instagram pals, but then you have your friends. And I said, it's funny. I've never not believed in online dating, but even more so now I believe in it. Cause it's, <laughs> It's the same. <laughs> right. We're already married, so we don't need to do the dating part, but it's like right, right, right. friends, online right. for friends. And we actually, you know, if it weren't for the pandemic, we would have already been hanging out because yes. we live close enough together. <laughs> yes. But this damn COVID is like really- we would be we would be watching these episodes together. <laughs> oh, that is the goal for 2021, or maybe like the end of 2021 we have to do a watch party and like podcast in person that would be fun that would be really in potomac fun. somewhere in potomac use <laughs> <laughs> this section right here no one's coming in anyway so <laughs> yes mandy from um is this real life she yes. suggested yep. that we should go to the winery where the big fight went down i think it's poolsville and they have a long enough table for us to set up our recordings <laughs> I am so in. I'm so in. And then, oh, that's going to be fun. And there's so many of us that are in this area. And I wonder if, if people, I wonder if it is because we're so close to the area that we like watching the show so much. I don't think that's the only reason, but like this week, a couple things happened that I wanted to ask if you've ever been to. So, okay. So Giselle and her kids go to Uncle Julio's Rio Grande Cafe. Have you ever been there? No, have you? Okay, I've been there a bunch because there's one in Montgomery County, like kind of in the Potomac area. So that's probably the one they were at. But there's also one at the Columbia Mall now. And it's like a restaurant outside of Columbia Mall. And they have like these, they have these like margaritas that are like strawberry and lime, like mixed, like frozen margarita swirls. They're so good. Okay, so I'm going to Potomac Mall tomorrow because I just ordered something from Express to pick up in store in Columbia. It's the only store that <laughs> had it. So I love that. Yeah, they have oh all my, these. Is it 
where the cheesecake factory and all that is it is it in there with with all wow so it's okay it's, it's like on okay so there's the cheesecake factory the pf chang's like that whole like strip and then there's the okay. entrance to the mall and then it's on the other side so like i don't know if you ever went to where sears used to be how they had that automotive yes, okay. yes. i used to go in yeah so they got rid of Sears. Sears, I guess, went out of business. And, business, yeah. Um, and, and so that's where it is. And now there's all these like different cool restaurants. They have so much, so many cool places to eat there. But so Uncle Julio's, so that I noticed. I have to go there. I used to, you know, I used to work in Columbia for seven years. And once I stopped working there, I don't go there a lot. So I'm going to, I'm going to scream. I'm going to take a picture and send it to you tomorrow when I go. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I just, and they have like, the best just like chips and salsa. I just love it. And I just get so obsessed when I see a housewife somewhere I've been before. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. So me Wendy too. went I want to, them to go to lead. I want them to go to Lido's pizza. <laughs> That's my favorite pizza. Lido's is Lido's is the best, but like, it's really weird because we got, we get Lido's every day in, uh, or every weekend in, at my parents' house, but the, okay. the Lido's in, Howard County is the best Lido's. That, that hands down. Uh, what, but I will, I will raise you one. The Lido's in DC on, I have to get the name of the street. Even Corey, we were eating it last weekend and he was like, this is really good. It is, it even tops the one in, and where, I, where I know you're, it even tops that one. Cause that was how I was first introduced to Lido's, that one you're talking about. This one, I, I just, I could have, I just wanted to put my whole face in it. We each got our own individual. I woke up in the middle of the night and ate a piece and then another, and then I like the crust. So I, I'll eat like rip the piece, the, like the little ends and eat it. And then I woke up like hours later, we went to a hotel. My stomach was hurting so bad. I thought I was going to have to like crawl to the bathroom to drink hot water because my, cause I, I couldn't stop eating it. It's so good. You eat like Lito's pizza. You could literally just eat hundreds of pieces. Cause there's such small little pieces of that, that crust, it flakes. Lito's is so so good but there are some Lido's that are not the same like I have a Lido's yes. near me and it's not good I'm like I don't want this ever it's something different about the Lido's I can't put yeah. my finger on it but yeah. another place that was featured this week on Potomac was um the pumpkin patch that Wendy went to it's Boggers Farm it's in Carroll County and I used to go there when I was younger have you ever been there before I haven't but I'm gonna ask my girlfriend that might be the one that she took her kids to when we could go last right. year, I think. So I'm going to ask her, but Boggers Farm, you said, okay, I'm yeah. going to ask her. It's so cute. And they have like the hay rides and everything. It was so, it was so fun to see uh, Wendy there, but I, somebody pointed out, and I wish I could give them credit. Somebody pointed out on Instagram that the scene from Wendy and her mom at the pumpkin patch from this week happened before the Portugal trip because, because the Portugal trip was in November and there's no way that she was at a pumpkin patch at this point in the year. It would have had to have been before in October because right. pumpkin patches and everything is kind of like got, like done by right. right. Okay. Wow. That's like a, like a, just an editing thing to think yes, about. Which is really, which it's, it's nice to know these. I like knowing these things. I like to know them too, just because, I mean, in this case, it didn't really affect the storyline, but had they talked mm -hmm. about the Monique and Candace situation, it would have been like, it would have felt like she was dragging things on. Yes. Or, and it's not when it was filmed. Yeah. So it's, I think it's good to know that, but. Yeah, I like that. This week was quite a week, I think for me emotionally in terms <laughs> of Monique and Candace. And I kind of want to get a feel for like where you are right now with the situation. Like, how are you feeling? 
I, I've been thinking about this hard too. And again, we know that there are shows that we're watching and sometimes you can just throw them away. Like, oh my gosh, I think this person was right. This person was wrong. They both wrong. They're both right. I see this point. I see this point and kind of move on with your life. I think innately when you're watching people that look like you and then you're watching how the world is reacting again, just like the Porsche and Kenya fight or anything with Atlanta, what is familiar to you is not familiar to everybody. And I think with Potomac, it's gotten to the place where I almost, Stephanie and I were talking about this. Um, you almost, you want them to have the ratings and to have the views, but then sometimes you almost wish people weren't because that one conversation that they had after the fight with Monique and talking about, you know, you representing all black women, it just, to me, it just, started a conversation that caught fire that has gone so many different ways when there are so many and there's so many different conversations that people who are not black and unless they've talked like you and I have talked about a lot of this they don't know like looking at that conversation the only thing I wish was that it wasn't on camera not that it didn't happen because I've said those things before too now I I wish that I had a, went a little bit more like even if Monique and Giselle weren't getting along at that point, I wish it went a little more like, you know what? We may not be the coolest. However, it needs to be basically an us against them. And I don't mean like a race war, black or white, but instead of throwing Monique out there and saying, you represent all of us, you made us all look bad. That conversation could have been like, you know that when people who don't look like us see this, they're going to judge us for it. And that's why I'm upset because we know that's true putting in the responsibility on the people who are making those stereotypes. Like, exactly. Like Wendy isn't making those stereotypes. Like no. she doesn't believe that, but she's making it sound, I guess it, it made it sound like that it was putting the blame on Monique and not putting the blame on the people who do judge black mm -hmm. women for their, for their, for their violence. I think you bring up a good point too, where it's like, I think there's such a fine line of like, a lot of people are feeling this responsibility to speak up and say things that they're, you know, this kind of like social responsibility, which I think is important, but sometimes people do too much, I think. And it's like, it's not your, it's not your place to always speak on what you believe. Just like, let, kind of take the lead from let someone it go. else. Yeah. But, and even if you wanted to, I appreciate how you and Hannah um, from, you know, not aspirational and even Mandy, you guys will say, I want to speak on this because I feel passionate about this. And you guys, like Mandy's been in doing that for years as far as working with white people, but you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. you have too, and you, and I know that Hannah has, like I know that Hannah does things off mic that she may not even talk about, but it's like literally doing the work. So you guys all do that. So I think I, w when you do speak, I trust that if you didn't know, you would speak and then say, but you know what? Let me ask someone or let's bring someone in and doing it because you yourself genuinely want to know and be knowledgeable versus let's hashtag amplify black voices or melanated voices so people can, can so it can look like you want to know. You know what I mean? Like you guys, you and I talk all the time off mic. Right. Me and Hannah talk off mic. Me and Mandy have talked off mic. So it's not about you guys doing it to make it seem as if you're, do as, as if it's not like you guys want people to look at you to see you doing the work. So I say that to say when you guys speak, 
it's, I feel like it's okay for you guys to speak. And then if you don't know, say, well, wait a minute, hmm. let me ask somebody. Or if you say something and I nicely, not rudely slip into your DM and say, well, hey, you know, Amanda, I kind of felt like this when you said X, Y, and Z. And you're like, oh, okay, well, wait, let's talk about it. Why? Not try to defend your point so much, you know, more. You know right. what I mean? Like, well, that's not what I meant. Okay but this is what I'm telling you how I felt. And then it just becomes a, now you're trying to prove how much of an ally you are when I'm saying, hey, I'm the community you're saying you're an ally for. Can you listen and see why I felt this way? So that, that's, what, that's where people lose me, where they're arguing. It's all, I'm gonna use this as an example. A while ago, stuff was posted about housewives and who didn't speak on election, blah, blah, blah. We, we, we all know that, but it became a, we have to be careful not to use our privilege to shame someone because they're not doing the same thing we are doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then also we have, we have to be careful not to use that same privilege to tell the community that we're supposed to be allies of, well, you shouldn't see it that way. So it's like, you know, so I get what you say about taking the lead, but I feel like how are we going to have conversations if people who don't know, don't speak, and then are open enough to hear the feedback from it. Yeah, and I think there's a difference between pointing things out in a way that's gonna reach a larger audience, and then, like, that is good. Like, I, I think if you're in a situation like at work where you see mistreatment happening, and the person yes. who's being mistreated doesn't have the power to speak up or is in a like a an imbalanced power situation. Yes. So you speak up because they can't. But but when we're yes. talking about Monique and Candace and, and the respectability politics and all this stuff, like there are people who are in a position to speak on it. Let's let them speak and like yeah. use, you know, like like you said, amplify their their voices and and it is, I, I, I think a lot of times people get kind of caught up. It's like, I know I should be speaking about this. I can't ignore this situation. I want to talk about right. it. But then to make, there is a fine line about then like centering yourself around like, I'm doing the work. I'm, look at me. I am being the perfect ally. And I'm right. doing everything that I can to be the best ally I can be. And it's like, it's not about us. Yes. And it's, and the whole respectability politics, I want to throw that in the trash, um, like the whole term, because that's not where it really came from. And so I, and I've keep bringing this up because I think it's just so bothersome to me as a black woman and trying to be careful how, because like, even with the whole Candace and Monique thing, I've said from the front, from the door, from the beginning, when Monique first came on, there was something about her. And I, I won't say I don't like, I'll say she didn't resonate with me. Mm -hmm. I, there's many housewives that I've watched over franchises, white and black, that just didn't do that for me. At the end of the day, though, I recognize that she is a black woman. So to a certain extent, I'm only going to feel so much meaning. So I can say, oh, I don't like her. And I can point out facts and say, hey, she lied about this or she didn't lie about this or the, without hating or without not coming off not supportive of another black woman. There's, you can look at a, a woman and say, well, that's nasty behavior because you're looking at what she's done. That doesn't mean you don't support black, I mean, other women. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm trying to make sure that I now, I'm now more conscious because of that whole respectability in politics. Nothing, I didn't gain anything from that. But with these shows, I feel like we can be introspective 
And I'm trying to make sure that in my talking about women, and especially these shows, I don't want to give off that I'm ever not going to be ever supportive of a black woman that looks like me in life. Stephanie posted something yesterday and I reposted it. And it was a woman saying, the one thing I can give all black women is empathy. I may not like you. I may not like your pictures. I may not buy your book. I may not want you sitting next to me. You may have effed up energy, but I'm never not going to give another black woman empathy. And so it's so, it's so hard for me to watch people have no problem screaming, you know, we need to support black women. And if you don't like Candace or if you don't like Monique, Let's focus on fact. Let's focus on things that we've seen them do, that we have footage of them do. Not, they don't like the person that I like. So now I'm going to do everything I can to dox this person or tear this person down. Or I congratulated her on her house and I had a man come on my comments and tell me that um, I should have, it, th that it didn't look good on me and I shouldn't be congratulating her on her house. When African-American home ownership is at 47%, and white home ownership is at 71%. So, and I, I'm looking at it as like, this is a black woman who's gotten a like home. I'm in that process now. So good on you, black woman for doing that. That to me, that has nothing to do with anything, you know? So it's, it's just the empathy that seems to be lacking on both sides. I've said, even though I've said, I don't like Monique, I've also said with Ashley in that character statement, she should have written about Monique. Monique seems to be a wonderful mother, a mm -hmm. wonderful wife, a good friend from what we see now. I'm questionable about the reason, but I'm just saying, being a good friend to Ashley, she kept her secret, you know? So focus on that. She uh, works within her community, you know? So why not focus on that? I don't have any problems saying those things about Monique, even though I don't care for her versus people have such a hard time saying good things about Candace when I feel like she's done nothing that the other women haven't done. And in that article about respectability politics, the woman said that Candace was the beautiful representation of black woman. That woman is the same color as Candace. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about how Ashley has never been labeled aggressive. Even when Robin said, hey, my, I invested with my friend, my friend took my money, then committed suicide, basically left us broke and Ashley continued, but that's not seen as aggressive. But Dr. Wendy has a screaming match with Robin, I mean, with Ashley, and it's, you're so aggressive, you're so aggressive. Hmm, Candace and her words, people like to bring up the Twitter fight that Candace and Ashley had, but no one realizes because Ashley deleted them, but there are screenshots, Ashley started that whole fight with her husband first, then Candace came in. And you know, Ashley said in that fight, you and your dry, your head of dry, your hair that looks like dry hay. Well, we know what the texture that a black woman's hair can be. So it's like, even Giselle, we know the things that we watch her start it, but people, what do they say? Giselle's so messy, but I just love the G Giselle. She's so beautiful. Oh, Robin is so beautiful. Even times, I love Robin and I'm just, but you know, Robin's so beautiful. Even when times we know Robin's been messy. Oh, that's been so mean, but she's just so beautiful. But when it comes to Wendy, and Candace there is a different treatment. And my friend said, um, are you, what are you related to Candace? And I said, yeah, she's my uh, first cousin on my Bravo side. I was being funny, but I said, <laughs> and she knew it, I, I love her, she knew it. But I was saying that because if, if you don't know about colorism within the black community, my mother-in-law, 
My mother-in-law is 70 something. That's not that far along. She grew up in DC. She has a sister that's her complexion or a little darker and a sister that um, has passed away, but was Ashley's complexion. When they went to her grand, to my mother-in-law's grandmother's house, her sister that was Ashley's complexion got to sit in the house and eat dinner. Her and my mother-in-law and her sister had to sit on the back porch and eat dinner. So you, I see that playing out on Potomac and it wasn't until somebody verbally, Stephanie said it, Brooke Ashley said it, but it's always in the back of your mind, you know? So when they said it, it was almost like, thank God other people are saying it and then really exploring it, you know? Yeah, because to me, and, and again, like to me, there's so many things like Candace, I do think Candace has a sharp tongue. She's witty yes. and wit in her insults, but I don't think that Ashley is any less sharp with her tongue. She she is the, the same, but she doesn't yes. seem to get, I don't know, like labeled the same way, like you said. And mm -hmm. it's like, people have to really think about that as like, why is that happening? Like, what is the yeah. reason for that? Why is Candace being targeted as being aggressive and Ashley is not like that? And, and when you said that about Ashley making those comments about her hair, like it reminds me of when Brittany was accused of calling Faith oh, yeah. um, nappy, nappy hair, her, her hair nappy. And I think sometimes, like you said, Ashley, people might not say, oh, Ashley, that was fucked up. You can't say that because she is black, but she doesn't have the same hair. So it's not the same. It like, she can't. Yeah. Like it's exactly. Yeah. 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 So when she said that in that article and that article was so completely one-sided and then again, in the black community, if you are not black, what, and you may know, you know, you hear Becky with the good hair, uh -huh. what they're saying, and it's, it's basically insulting, but not insulting, but insulting in that way. But when you call, when you say someone is talking like a Becky and you're saying it to a black woman, you really are trying to be insulting, which to me is so stupid when you hear a black woman who like, I've been told so many times in my life, oh, you talk like a white girl. And I would say, well, what does, what does that mean? Because really in essence, what you're saying, are you saying that black people are incapable of what using a noun and a verb because I choose to like, so, so I don't, I've been told that my entire life. So when that woman wrote that article and said, Candace mustered her most Becky voice, she was insulting her. She was stereotyping her. She was doing exactly the article talked about not doing and respectability of politics. What, what, what they're saying it is, it actually came from a black woman whose parents were slaves and it was the politics of respectability. That's two different things. When you talk about respectability in politics, politics, how, how white people see black people and she brought in the Potomac and on TV, it was actually called the politics of respectability. So now you're talking the politics of being respectful versus respectability in the politics of how you see people. It's two totally different things. That's not where that came from. So that's, I encourage people who are listening, or if you hear somebody throw out respectability politics, if you read that article, if you, you know, been hearing it on podcasts or TV or even on different housewife shows, because I have a feeling now that all of this is happening in future, uh, franchises or even Potomac in the future, or even maybe Atlanta in the future, we'll be talking about it. If you, if you don't, if you hear a term, research it. And if it doesn't make sense, you reach out to somebody, reach out to somebody black, reach out to somebody white, I'm open. And if I don't know, I'm going to find out because as a black woman, I don't know everything and I don't speak for everybody black. Everybody has their own, everybody's triggered by their own things. I noticed when I read that article, when she said that I was very triggered because I come from a place 
of being told you talk like this, you don't talk like us within the black community. And then I've been embraced by white people saying, oh, you're not like the rest of them or, oh, you don't even talk like the rest of them. So it's on both sides. So I was very triggered in that article. And I think that's when my eyes kind of like went open. Like, I wish everybody could say it was just a fight and that Monique was wrong in this sense. I don't think Candace was wrong in that fight, but there are things that she has done that definitely could have been done different, you know, with the season or whatever. But I just wish it could have been just a fight. Right. Because now we're talking about something that's so big and so global. Um, people are saying that Candace is toxic. I will say this. People were, people were upset with me because I posted, uh, I reposted something from an account all true tea and the account really lives up to its name all true tea so the picture of the blogger kyle who is like the eighth housewife on this franchise basically behind the scenes and when kyle passed away there were so many different accounts that posted pictures of him and said this is the blogger that candace dillard wished death upon she's a pos she's this no one because i was reading comments that i saw was like why are you posting this in his memory when he did so many other things so I posted a post with that headline, but then there were pictures after that where, and I'm so glad that he did this, he admitted that he was used as a pawn in someone's game to assassinate Candace's character. And she's been lied on a lot. It's been more than once. And it's in my post in the slide shows or whatever. And then I listened to a live that he actually saved on his page, it's still there. And so in my mind, would I ever tell somebody to drop dead? No, number one, my dad drilled in me with a hammer, the power of words. So I know my words may not kill someone, but that's putting it out in the atmosphere and that's not good. I don't believe she should have said that at all. I watched the live when she said it. I do also see that I can't imagine if someone has been targeting me for a year online, I got death threats. People are laughing at me, the cast. I mean, just some of the gross um, tweets that they aren't showing towards Candace for an entire year when you notice Monique was doing article after article. Candace wasn't saying anything. And the person behind it, you know they're lying. And so when I saw that live, somebody asked her, what do you think about how Kyle's been targeting you and your family? Wasn't just her. She said, oh, he just needs to drop that, which she should not have said. People don't think I'm, I definitely don't think that. Um, however, I do see where it came from because people are making an allowance for Monique and saying she shouldn't have hit them, but they see where it comes from, which I agree. I agree that she had a buildup. So this situation couldn't be the same. It's just different now because he passed away. Yeah. If, she, I, if he hadn't passed away, she, you know, people wouldn't be saying anything. Well, that's the thing is like, you can think what she said about him was horrible. And you can also feel sad that he passed away and think that's yeah. also horrible, but people don't have to use him again to, to continue to say right. like, can't somehow can't because you're right like I did I mean I saw some very nice posts after he passed like Kaya and Aaron posted just like we're so sad to see this like rest in peace Kyle mm -hmm. mentioned nothing to do with Candace wishing right. him will or whatever ill will or whatever but I do think a lot of people did post about his passing and make it about what he said about what Candace said about him when there was yeah. so much more to him, than to him. That. and I think Just that's that. what you were trying to point out is like it what like Candace didn't cause this to happen and to to and it it you can say Candace didn't cause this to happen and still think what she said was wrong right and, and, and I, show that yes. he 
admitted I did this. I don't and see that that shows me that people have a problem with the truth sometimes because none some of these people that were commenting when I go back under the post that posted, oh, Candace is this in reference to his death, and they used his death as a get back to her, none of them said he's no longer with us. But now that I've posted facts, things that he actually said and said, hey, you know, for he apologized, which Honestly, I think it's a good thing because what people may not have seen, when I was seeing these posts about people putting up uh, this blogger that Candace was death upon um, has passed away, isn't she this, isn't she that, people were in the comments, maybe not on certain Instagrams, but on other ones and on Twitter and on YouTube saying what she said was wrong, but she didn't just say that for no reason. And they were going back and looking stuff up, which now sheds the light on him who is no longer here. So I'm like, that in itself is disgusting, but me posting that he actually apologized for it and said, you know what, I was used as a pawn and for that, I apologize. To me, that is a good thing, but people had a problem with that. Um, there was a post that was done by someone that was like, we're bringing up a man who's no longer with us, but you weren't saying that when other people brought him up to associate it with Candace negatively. And, I, and that's the issue I have with people. Right, when the posts were coming out saying, but the headline, instead of saying mm. his name, it was like the blogger that Candace yes. was just, like, that's how they were identifying. With yes. Him. No, I, maybe some people were, but I did not see anybody saying like, can you just let the man rest in peace? But now they're yep. saying, it. and I, and I see now that they're like saying hypocritical. It. And it's, yeah. it is interesting because back to what you were saying before about trying to be more complimentary of Monique and stuff. I think that's where it's hard right now in the community that we're in, where it's like, we feel like if we are complimenting or giving some grace to one side, that that means we don't support the other side. And that's not true. Yeah. Like, like just because I say that, um, you know, something about Candace that I like, um, feel for her in one way, doesn't mean I'm abandoning Monique. Like I can say right. it was wrong for Monique to physically harm Candace. That was wrong. right. That does not mean that I'm saying Monique is a terrible person. Like, I don't right. think that at all. I don't think that at all. Right. So we have to like allow ourselves to not and allow each other to not be so like hard on one side just to show our love for the other side. Uh, I think side. It's and so allow another person. If you said Taria, here is a fact. This is what look at what Candace said to Monique or did to Monique here that you didn't see. I want you to say that just like this week, it's interesting to me. People are like, oh my God, Giselle's kids hate him when they were at her birth, hate him. They didn't want him there. But no one is posting that quick shot of when Giselle was changing and Grace was standing up and one of the twins were in the seat and they were talking about, oh, the color's going to be off because dad was going to wear this, this. And Cal said, I wish he was here. And the daughter said, we all do. But no one's posting that part. No one is posting that. So it's like, to me, my, my whole thing, and it's funny because when I was on Housewives on display and they asked me to send my birth date and the time I was born, one of the things that came up in my sign was a lot of justice. You're about fairness, even if it isn't always good. You're always about the facts. I'm about the facts because I don't, I don't necessarily base my feeling on fact. I can say fact is um, Monique has been stressed. And I'll say that's a fact because she said it. Because some things are facts like the sun is yellow, the sky is blue, and other things 
are subjective based on who hears them. Somebody else could say she's not stressed. I believe that she was stressed. So fact is Monique is stressed. It doesn't mean my opinion is then not, well, she was stressed. So it's okay for her to hit Monique. I can say I under, I mean, Candace, I understand why she got into the fight. So facts allow me to look at something and then kind of decide what way I'm going to go with it because it's fact. I'm not trying to judge something on conjecture because conjecture is not real. That's just someone's opinion of it. And we're all allowed to have our opinions. So because I, I, I love when when Donnie was on here, he when I said people keep saying that Monique, Candace provoked Monique, all I am truly asking is, can someone tell me how? And he said, you know what? I can't. She did it. I like Monique. To me, that was like, okay. and he didn't say she's justified. And he just said, he didn't even say I take her side in the fight. He just said, I like Monique, period. And we can like who we like. I love Nene for goodness sake. And I know, and I definitely don't agree with 75.5% of the stuff that she's done from, you know, in the past few seasons. So I just don't understand why people are unwilling to hear the truth. And you and I talked about it. It's funny. People will bring up Candace's tweets. That's off show. But then if you try to bring up something about Monique or one of the other women off camera, it's like, oh, wait, that's off camera. When there is like pretty strong things that suggest that Monique was pull it, doing things off screen. And I won't even say suggest there are some facts. Then there's some that are, you know, just conjecture opinions based on things you hear and see, but people don't want to hear that. And that's what I said. Someone posted that Candace had shamed them about something. And I, to me, you don't have to show them, but if I don't like Monique, it'd be very easy for me to attack Monique and then her, or, or say something to her, like, why are you saying that about your oils? Oils, um, I hurt myself when I used an oil because I didn't know I had to use a carrier oil because we know she's into oils and I like them too. And if she were to uh, DM me back and say, well, that's your fault you used it without a carrier. I could then easily say Monique attacked me and know that people who don't like Monique are going to jump right on it and say, right. see, see? So I just, I just feel like, I don't know if I, I don't know how I would react if I was Candace and truly experienced I was beat up pretty badly, or at least my ego was, even if her face right. didn't look like it in weeks, at least my ego was, because who wouldn't be embarrassed? I would be, um, but she was, you know, you know that happened before. And, and, and I think that's the thing with Monique that really gets me. Again, she's not a bad person because she got into a fight. So what? She got into a fight. My issue is that off screen, it's a different thing and you you know you were a part of things and but you know that people aren't going to talk about it because they like you and they don't like candace so you're not going to talk about how even if monique had said i didn't tell that blogger that that um you know monique's uh, candace started the fight but you didn't disclaim it either right so i can imagine for an entire year just that exchange with that person under my page i had to make myself respond nicely because I was getting ready to have a Candace moment and go and unleash on that person and bring, and I'm like, you're, they're not worth it. So I'm not going to do that. But if I had been bullied for an entire year online, lost out on a job because of it, because the person that was giving me the job is friends with the person that beat me up, who's now saying it's my fault. I probably would be lashing out at people too. Well, and the thing is, I feel like 
So you and I don't always agree on everything that, uh, like our opinion, like you said. Yes, but, but I respect your opinion and yeah. I try to, and I actually look at it, you know, like, oh, okay, okay. You always do. Every time I say, oh, here's what I was thinking about this. You're always like, oh, wow. I never thought about it like that. Oh, that's interesting. You know, just always validating my feelings about a situation. And we can disagree about our opinions, but we do need to make sure that we're not like lying about the facts. And I think that's, that is like an important distinction. And if people want to bring up things that didn't happen on the show, it should be fair. You should be able to bring up things that didn't happen on either side, like you said. And I do think that Monique being involved in the gossip with the blogs and everything, it is kind of on the show because they talk about it yeah. in that sit down. Like they did oh, bring yeah, it up. Oh yeah, you know what, you're right. Like they yeah. did bring it up. So I do think it's important for us to say like what kind of what hand she had in the off camera stuff. I think the reason why I, like you said, the word resonate, like resonate with Monique in this situation is because I've definitely done things before in my younger years where I became like isolated from a friend group and it was very deserved. Uh, oh, like it was deserved. Okay. You know what I mean? Like they deserved to like, or I deserved to be at least iced out for a little while while people had to deal with it. But now that I'm 31 and I think back to those times. Guys, you know, she, if, uh, too bad you guys can't see her, but she's young and beautiful and fresh looking. <laughs> Not look. 31 at all, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, now that, I'm now that I'm 21. Now that I'm 31 right. <laughs> and I think back to those times, I'm so grateful to the people who didn't give me a free pass, but that were like, you fucked up, but I'm still your friend and that are like still okay. cool with me. And so okay. I feel like I, I know that Monique needs that. And it's making sense. Okay. And I feel like that's why I you waited. So you waited to drop this bomb on me on your podcast. You intentionally see what she did because she knows I'm going to think about that now because who can identify with that? Oh, you sneaky little. Mm. But here's the thing. That's just me and my perspective. And that's why I feel the way I feel. But that doesn't mean I get it though. But that doesn't mean that everyone has to feel like I feel just because this is why I feel this way. And I think you think that too. You're like, okay, just because one person feels a certain way, like you said, you just don't resonate with Monique for whatever X, Y, and Z. You resonate mm -hmm. more with Candace. But that doesn't mean that you judge other people for feeling the other way. And that's what we have to stop no. doing. Like there are people who are straight up out there saying like, you cannot be team Candace. You cannot, you are not allowed. We are not allowed to be yeah, team Candace. It's like, what? It's like, but, and, and see, here's where you don't want to pull. Cause I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, oh, somebody's probably gonna say, oh, she's pulling the race car. People pull it against whoever race they're going after all the time. It is hard for me to, and me and Amanda actually talked about, I said, with, with the discussion that's so involved about black women, and like I said, this white man that was trying to tell me about congratulating another black woman, I now feel like I need to stay more positive. The things that I do think are positive about Monique, I'm gonna say them because I'm a black woman too. Or if I have empathy for her in certain situations, I, hands down, I would have to, and I don't want to, I'm not even gonna say have to, but since Ashley was sitting on a swing set with Katie Ross 
and talked about Robin and how she Googled their finances and continuously went after Robin out of pretending to care when Robin repeatedly was like, mind your business. I still have empathy that she tore her butthole because I can't even imagine. <laughs> I actually was going somewhere serious with that, but I had to throw that in. <laughs> right. No, right. Guys, no. I wanted to see Amanda's face, but I, I have empathy that it was hard for me, I will admit, because as, as, a, as being a woman, we all have hormones. And then I've had children. I never had to deal with postpartum depression, but I had bouts of feeling mm -hmm. like how Ashley felt. So I could extend empathy to any woman who is feeling like that, especially knowing the black, the, the healthcare system with black women and how they're treated and how, they, so I could extend that the empathy to her. Like the video I posted, I don't want, I want her over there. I want her away from me, not dealing with massage noir, racism, discrimination. I don't have to want to be cool with her, whether online or offline, but I wouldn't want that for her as another black woman to go through that. So I can even extend empathy to Ashley. So I, this, this whole thing has me thinking like, how can, if we take a step back, do we feel any type of prick, prickly feeling when we're shouting allyship from the rooftop, but being unwilling to see every side and extending just a little bit of empathy to any, to right. someone, even, even if I can have empathy for people who've done stuff to me and I don't want to, and basically get out of my face. Don't be in my face. Cause we don't know where it's going to go, but I still wouldn't want you anything to happen bad to you. Right. Like you can, you can like break up with someone as a friend and be like, yeah. I don't want, you know, I don't want them to die, but it's like, you don't want them around you anymore. And you don't have to like wish ill will on people. And when I start feeling like that, I, everybody has what they believe in the universe, Buddha, where they meditate. When I start feeling like I don't like this person. So I want everyone I know to hate this person because I'm human. I'm not going to say, Oh my God, I never feel like that. I don't know. I always say no one's perfect. You're only perfect when you're dead because you can't do anything else. So that's when, you know, you're perfect, so to speak. But of course there's times when I'm like, I don't like this person. I want everybody to see who they are and I want no one to like them. I then in my mind, I, I will take a step back and, and literally say a prayer because if I allow myself to continue down that, I know where my mind can go and I know where my actions as far as online or, hey, you know, we don't like that person. And I don't want to be that person, you know? That's so, so it's such a good point because if you like, if you put it in like a real life perspective, like if you just because one, like, I'm just going to use me for an example. Let's just say that I'm on Monique's side. You know, I'm a little more neutral, but let's just say for the argument's sake, I'm like team, team Monique. Let's say. You're allowed to be Amanda. <laughs> let's just say I'm team Monique. Let's just say I hate Candace, which is not true. I don't hate Candace. But if I hate Candace, me feeling like I need, that means everyone in the world has to hate Candace. Like put that in the perspective of like being in the real life. Let's say you're kind of feuding with a mutual, like a friend or whatever. And then you go around telling everybody in your friend group not to be friends with that person anymore. That's like, that's childish. That's what we do in high school. Some people do. We shouldn't still be doing that. So just because we're one team or the other on these shows, if we're not talking about like, neither of them is evil. That's the, that's the point that I'm making is like, right. we're not and people are saying Candace is evil. Right. <laughs> I'm like, geez, Lo I, 
geez louise like like what is evil <laughs> neither of them is evil neither of them is a horrible person and, and and if someone truly believes that the that one of them is horrible and they hate them they just despise and, them that's their feeling though that's not yes. something you can make other people feel you can't you can't force or that on prove people. you can even say they've done to me an evil person is one that goes after someone and to me i don't even look at evil as going after someone i've always looked at evil and i guess this is probably naive on my part and it's just hitting me at today years old 43. i've always thought when i use the word evil as somebody who's like trying to kill someone or like <laughs> stab them that's what i think of as evil like i never right. really put evil in the context of a house you know like or maybe even friends uh gossiping like maybe a better word for it is like malicious that was yes. like evil yes. is like yes. evil to me reminds me of like the exorcist like a devil yes. like a devil yes. taking over you literally like you're no longer human you are now a demon yes. <laughs> pure evil which is like yeah. no one i don't think anyone on this franchise is evil are they shady yes karen this week karen Ooh, i was gonna say <laughs> yes <laughs> Okay, so Karen said that Monique was not invited. She specifically said, no, she's yeah. not invited. She didn't say, oh, she's not coming. She, someone said, did you invite her? She said, no, because I know that's not good for you guys to be around each other. Mm -hmm. She even like played into it. And you could see Candace was so happy. It almost made yeah. Candace, to me, it almost made Candace say like, okay, maybe me, me and Karen can turn a different corner. She yes. is looking yeah. out for me. So then Monique's like, oh yeah, she's trying to get me to come. And Ashley's like, let me just call her and figure this out. This is why I love Potomac because they're like, let me just address this right now and call Karen and ask her straight up. But I was screaming the whole time. I felt like Ashley almost gave, can't try to give Karen a heads up. I'm sitting here with Monique. I wish she had been like, hey, quick question. And never said Monique was sitting right there. I was saying, don't say it, don't say it. But I, even then Ashley was trying to give Karen a heads up. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's true. Just, I didn't, I, that's true. I didn't think about that. Cause if she had said, Hey, remember, um, I can't remember. Did you say Monique was invited? If Karen was like, no, she's not invited. Monique would have been like, bitch, you just told me yes. <laughs> to come. That's the way I wanted it to go. <laughs> I think I, I wish that Karen would have been honest in Portugal when they asked her, like, I wish she would have been like, look, she's not invited to the actual event, but I do want her to see the space and see the line. So I'm going to have her come early. What did you think about when Candace said mm. I was supposed to come early? I was getting ready to get into that. At first, when you said, I wish Candace would have been honest and said, I'm Monique is coming early. I was getting ready to say, uh, well, she couldn't have said that because she had already told Candace, but she didn't at that point because she was just announcing it. So for her to not even say, to me, it's almost like everything in her mind, for you to, can't, uh, uh, Monique said she knew about it, like once she had that scene with Ashley for before everyone else. So when she said, uh, is it invited? No, blah, blah, blah. And then Candace said, Karen wanted me to come early. I was like, Karen is now, to me, Here's the thing, and I, it, it made me mad. She must have wanted them to talk. There comes a point sometimes in people's relationship when every meetup is going to be toxic and contentious and could result in something or make everyone else around them uncomfortable. Right. So if she told Monique to come early, 
and she told Candace to come early. She wanted them to talk or wanted them to run in, into each other. It is, you are not Ayanla, because even Ayanla can't even fix everyone's life. So the fact that she did that, to me, I got upset because I've been in fights before and I was jumped before and I had to go to school with those people. So every time I would see them in a group, my heart would be like, and I had to see them. It's just a natural reaction. And I can understand, can, like to me, when Karen did that, it wasn't being messy. You weren't thinking about, like I agree with Robin, you weren't thinking about Candace's mental health. That is a feeling to feel like, as my dad says, your heart is pumping Kool-Aid, like not even blood, like, oh my God, like, am I gonna have to fight, keep fighting? Because I remember when I first got jumped by these people, someone said, you know, they always fight, which they did, they ran the pack, you're just gonna have to fight them. And I just knew I was gonna have to go to school and at least once a week I'd be fighting. It wasn't until that I fought one of them by themselves, because they would never fight by themselves, they would always be in a group that then it was like all over. And then after that, she wants to be crying and apologize. So, but I know that anxiousness, I can see it now. In my school, we had an A hall, a B hall and a C hall. And at one point an A hall and B hall met up in front of this big um, glass showcase. You know, schools, how they have glass showcases, like either trophies or this or that or whatever. I was nominated for homecoming queen. And then it got down to the top 10. All of our pictures were in eight by 10 or 11 by whatever that thing is, 11 by whatever in the screen up in the glass with a crown in the middle and the sash, who will it be? And I would have to, the way my class, the time my class ended, the period that I'd be in when this certain particular class ended, I would have to meet them and cross them. And they would be like, uh-huh, that B ain't gonna win. Oh, she ugly, that B ain't gonna, which clearly that wasn't the case for anybody. Because by the way, I did win. Thank you. Of course and I, you did. Crazy. <laughs> I was only the third black person. This was 1995. The third black person won't to ever be homecoming. My cousin was the first. It runs yeah, the family. You, That's the right. beauty. Runs the family. <laughs> but that that emotional, that anxiety that I would feel, I wasn't going to let them see that my heart was pumping Kool-Aid. I was just like, here we go. I'm just going to have to fight every day. So when I found out that she did that, my heart instantly, that triggered me for Candace. I know how that feels. Even if you know in the back of your mind, because in the far back of my mind, I'm like, I'm not going to have to fight them every day. I may, but I know, but they're going to say things. And just the thought of seeing, the thought of people seeing them, all, all people in school knew that we got into these fights. So the thought of people seeing them and me face each other, even if we're just going to class, caused me all types of feelings. Well, so that's how I sense. felt when Candace did that. And it I makes mean, sense. That. It makes sense too why you would feel again like in the Candace Monique fight situation because you've been in a situation that you can relate to. Yeah. You're like, thinking about it like I like using your own experiences to help shape how you feel about it. And that and that's I think goes back to like what we were saying before where it's like we're all, we've all had different experiences and we all have different things that we relate to more. So mm -hmm. it's like, it doesn't surprise me that you would be like feeling a really strong kind of like protector mode for Candace when you have felt like that in the past. So it, it makes sense. I wonder if, because, okay, I, I don't have to go back and rewatch it because when Candace said, she was like, I didn't want to say anything because Karen was like already like kind of like riled up or whatever and nobody will give candace that point because candace does that a lot she Even doesn't say it right she has yeah 
but when she does, it's like, poof, you know. <laughs> and I think she might have been like in shock a little bit. Like, oh, did that almost just happen? Did I almost just run into Monique? I think she kind of had to like process it for a minute. Like, mm-hmm. but she said, and I don't, I think she said, I was supposed to come early. I don't know if she said Karen told me to come early. So that makes me wonder, was it a production, a production yes. setup? Yes. And Candace just said it without even realizing, you know, like, like yeah. And she was like, I, I was supposed to come early. Cause we know that production sets their call time. So Karen could have easily invited Candace to come early or her call time was early. And she's like, I was, cause she said I was running late. And cause the Which only reason- then pisses me off with production I if know. that was the case. Because I would, why would they want to put them together? But then of course, why would they want to put the, well, of course they would want to put them together. The right. only reason that made me kind of question whether Karen did it on purpose is she was rushing Monique out. You could tell she was anxious to get Monique yes. out of there. So did she have a change of heart or did she never want them to meet up? I don't know. I can't tell. I well, can't tell. the only thing I will say is Ashley said, I think you should know this, Monique wanted her here to speak her truth because everyone was telling this story for her. Who was Monique going to speak that truth in front of if she wasn't going to be there during the regular time with the girls? So who was she going to speak that truth in front of? Was it to Candace? Right. Or who, she knew the women weren't going to speak it. And, and my thing with Karen is, what truth was she going to speak? They were at the fight. Karen has not been neutral. And I'm going back to season one when, uh, or it might've been in season two, cause Giselle said it like at, uh, in between season one and season two, the, this fireman thing. Sharice um, was going through a divorce. So, you know, just like with, from what I'm hearing, Elizabeth on Orange County is saying she didn't sleep with the boyfriend because it could mm-hmm. affect. Yeah. Same thing with Sharice. Sharice was going through a divorce and then my friend throws out, I'm sleeping with the fireman, right? She said it on Watch What Happens Live. Boom, it took off. In season two, Giselle, and people say, oh, Robin doesn't go against Giselle. I don't believe that. I'm kind of, I have a friend who's maybe like a Giselle that'll be talking. And if I don't, if I agree with her, I don't feel like it's necessary to be like, yeah, because I agree. I just kind of lay back. So people may think, oh, she's just doing what Trina said, my friend Trina. No, I, my friend Trina's right. And I know if she needed me to back her up, of course I would. But normally I agree with her and people know that's my friend. So uh, they know that I'm just not doing it because of her or vice versa. So in season two, they were at somewhere eating at tea or noon or whatever. And Robin told Giselle, you were wrong. I'm on Sharice's side with this. And Giselle said, okay. Karen didn't know that and said, um, you need to pick a side, Robin. You can't be neutral. It's one side or the other. Now, here we are seasons later, and it's once and you want to be neutral, but you're not neutral unless you're looking over Candace's legal documents too. When she sat down and had lunch with, met with Monique and said, me and Candace's relationship is fractured because I told her I'm neutral. You gave Monique and in because Monique said, well, be careful. That happened with her and I too. You gave her an in to talk about Candace. That shouldn't have been the conversation. If you're neutral, the conversation is because you're not going back telling Candace, I told Monique she was wrong, but yet you're telling Monique, me and Candace is fractured. She's upset because I'm being neutral. So of course I would play cool too if I was Monique. I, I don't want you to feel like you have to choose inside. I'm feeling like that. But since Candace has already revealed it and said, she does have a problem. Of course, I'm going to be the cool friend. 
No, I don't, I don't have a problem. Just be careful. She's not having those same conversations with Candace. When they were in Spain and Ashley went in on Karen in that SUV, Monique laughed and repeated what Ashley said. When Karen, um, uh, Monique said, uh, I'm going to be like Karen and start me a winery. And Ashley was like, you got to have money for that. What did you say, Ashley? <laughs> you got to have money. She repeated everything Ashley said and laughed. Candace was the only one that stuck her neck out for Candace and didn't, I mean, for Karen and didn't know these women. So yeah, Karen, you're And I think Monique is in a privileged situation where she is able to say, oh, you don't have to pick a side. You don't have to pick a side because um, she, like, it's just, I feel like it's different for Monique than it is for Candace because Monique can say, oh, you don't have to pick a side to Karen who's already being like neutral or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like Candace, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know where I was going with it, but it's like, but it, it's sad though because they were friends candace yeah. and karen were actually good, friend. good friends it was monique and and karen that were at miss dorothy's birthday party in feb last february it was karen that spoke at her thing so it's like karen you're not being neutral and when karen said your mind is powerful so is your mouth and when they were telling monique uh, candace last season they couldn't speak on ashley's pregnancy which to me and that's what started the whole tweet war which to me if my friend tells me I'm trying to get pregnant, the doctor said drinking is not good for me and picks up, a, so I'm not going to drink and picks up a Corona and starts drinking. I am going to say, girl, what are you doing? Like what you just said, the doctor told you, Karen says she shouldn't speak on it. Let's go back again. I'm going back to either season one or whatever season Karen had that beautiful blue baby, baby blue powder dress on when she lied about why she moved to Virginia. Um, Candace, Karen had said to Ashley before she got pregnant, maybe Michael needs to stay in and not pull out so you can have a baby. If it's spoken on, if it's brought up on the show, we can talk about it. Well, can, uh, Ash, Monique, Ashley brought that up specifically to Candace, not hearsay, specifically, I'm not going to drink. And then you start drinking. But then now, Karen, you criticize her for that when you told Ashley what you said about Michael, about pulling out, and then you said whatever's brought up on the show, we, we talk about it. So that's what gets me with people not like, if we're going to reference Candace in this butter knife, and real quick to that, people say that Monique was provoked, and that's why she fought Candace. People don't give that same allowance to Candace. If I came in you and your husband's house and said, this is your husband's house. Saint your house, it's your husband's house. And you've asked me to leave. You've asked me to leave. And we're arguing back and forth. And I kept saying things to you. This is your husband. This ain't your house. This is your husband's house. You may have jumped at me and not just tossed a butter knife. No one will give Candace the same allowance and say she was provoked. If people go back and watch that scene. So well, I'm that's like, the thing too, is like the provoked thing. Like I try to be really careful to not say like, oh, well, Candace was provoking Monique in that scene of the fight. Because if we can say that Candace was provoking Monique there, well, think about the other multiple times before that this season where Monique was provoking Candace and Candace walked away. So where, do was, right. where does it, everyone's like, if she's, she was provoked by Candace, well, Candace was provoked by the last time they met up and Monique was yelling at her, screaming at her at the bonfire. And she was like, I'm not doing this with you. I'm walking away. So yeah. she was provoked there. And then like, if we're going to use that word, we can say it about that. Like, I just don't, I don't think that 
I don't think that Candace is like the only one, like you said, who's responsible for starting the art. Like even if, let's just say for argument's sake that Candace was quote unquote provoking Monique in that situation by doing the twirl thing, by saying like, oh, you know. You were asleep. Yeah, that whole thing. Even if that was like provoking Monique, I would rather just say like Monique, Monique hit a wall or Monique was pushed. She was triggered. She was triggered. It's yeah. not like Candace was provoking her. It's that Monique was at her wit's oh. end. It's put yes, it on Monique. She allowed herself to be triggered. Yes, she allowed herself to be. We all have just, I allow myself to be triggered by things I watch. You may by things someone's done. She was triggered. Right. And she had just talked about her being you know, I have kids, I have this, I have that. We already know she was angry with Chris because he didn't want a barbecue and, and, and relating to that incident. And so then when Candace said you were asleep and here's the funny thing, it's like Candace didn't say anything that wasn't true. Now the pretending to be, that's not fact. The fact is she was laying there with her eyes closed if we want to get technical. Like so <laughs> yes, so Candace saying, um, um, you were pretending to be sleep. It's like, well, girl, you don't really know if she's sleep. Do I think she was pretending? I have to say, at first I thought she was, Corey was like, there's no way she could fall asleep like that. Then he thought about me. I could be, if you ask any person that is close to me, I could be talking to you right now. And when you start talking, literally doze off, still hear everything you say and wake up and respond. My cousin, she um, almost screamed one time I was at her house and she had never experienced it. And it happened. She was like, Girl, I thought you were asleep. You heard our whole conversation. I, I fell asleep at a casino on the gaming floor, <laughs> laid my head down on a slot machine. So in that instance, I was like, Monique really could have been asleep. And I did hear Monique say, I will give her that. She said, I was asleep when Robin left too, but they didn't show that. Of so course. if that's the case, I think that, Mon that Monique, I, I can give her that. I'm not even gonna say I can give her that. Like if she said it, I believe that, that right. she was sleep. So let's just say she was really sleep. Candace saying, you were sleep and twirling. I still didn't think that was fight level because Monique was even just like twirl with your cheetah print. I thought at that moment, if I hadn't known about the fight that that would kind of break it up. Cause she was saying twirl with your cheetah print and Candace was twirling. Didn't really think it would get like that, you know? And, and that's the thing is like, was Candace loud and were they like getting, like getting into it? they weren't even really fighting. Like you said, it wasn't like fighting yeah. words in any way, but that's why I think Monique just like snapped. Nothing that Candace was saying was anything to like Should've make someone in. angry. It was just like, she snapped, like she had had it. She was, and, and, and she says she blacked out that I believe. I believe that Candace could have said a lot of things to make her actually angry. I don't even know that mm -hmm. she was angry. It was just such a cool, such like a, a situation where it was like, this person has had enough of whatever is going on in her life. It wasn't about Candace. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Yep. And that's what I wish that Monique would do now is to say like, I was upset about a lot of things and I took it out on the wrong person. She did. She recently said it, but then you're working on a part two of your song, Drag Queen. So kind she recently said it. Yeah. yeah. You say on the show BET Soul, or is it Fox Soul, with Claudia Jordan, who used to be on um, Atlanta. It's Claudia Jordan, the girl from Players Club, uh, Lisa Ray. Well, she's from a lot of other things too, but Lisa Ray. Um, 
I think Vivica, I don't know if Vivica is a full-time guest and another woman named Selena, she's a singer. Um, she said that she focused and she was angry about other things and she focused in on Candace and Candace got it. But to say that, so you, you said to your pastor, she didn't deserve it. You said to Ashley, she didn't deserve it. You say to them, you didn't deserve it. But your Twitter presence sure doesn't say that. That's the thing is like, you like there is a responsibility on her part to say to fans who are defending her like oh no don't make excuses for me don't make excuses for me i there are no excuses for what i did don't make excuses for me and the thing that i think i said to you before when we were chatting on uh dms is like i hope monique realizes that like the people who love her are going to love her no matter whether she admits that she was wrong or not and there are people who are going to defend her and say, Candace deserved it, talk shit, get hit. They're still yep. gonna say those things, even mm -hmm. if you don't encourage them. So do the right thing by like not encouraging that, you know? Yeah, cause she engages with it. Like right. Candace was, when, when Candace got this, this gig taken away from her because Candace added the person and said, um, to those who are looking forward to hearing me sing, I won't be because something, something at whatever, whatever, basically is a friend of hashtag Monique Samuels and the job was taken. So then that's when uh, either somebody sent it to Monique or our Monique maybe got alerted because of her name or whatever. But she was like, I know she's not talking about, no, that was a different instance. Um, she said something about somebody being wide bodied and a peon and, or something. And then Monique said, and from the description, Candace is very accurate with her words. So I'm like, we know she's not talking about Monique, but the way she described this person. So then Monique was like, I know she's not talking about me. I shut her up months ago. And Candace was like, well, I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about your wide body peon Sharita. I was like, oh my God. But you know, so it's like, but don't act like you haven't been participating when, when Candace wasn't speaking up online, when she was going through all of this, Monique tweets asking you shall receive, like, come on. And to me, to say, people are saying, well, Monique said that drag queens was therapy, but people are laughing at Candace's post-it notes. Again, I did the whole post-it note thing. Maybe not like Candace, I did it at my last job. So I, I, I actually get that. On my desk here, I don't have post-it notes. If I did, I'd have them. But some days when I'm just feeling, or like if it's a week and I'm just, I haven't said anything to Corey or anybody, but I'm just feeling like really sad or whatever. I write different sayings because I know that I'm going to be looking at this book every day. They're just not post-it notes or what have you. Then people are like, Candace needs to see therapy. Go to therapy. Candace goes to therapy. The therapist tells her to write things. She does it. It is like, y'all won't ease up on her neck at all. And that whole doxing her with the house thing, it's like, people are upset that people are upset that she was doxxed, but we had someone else in this community that was doxxed and people were upset about that. And I'm, I said, see, the, doxing is doxing. I wouldn't want Monique to be doxxed. Right. I wouldn't want Ashley to be doxxed. And yes, I know people's defense of that is, but now the other person that we know was doxxed, no one said people can find your address. But when Candace was doxxed, it was, they can find you. Of course we know that, of course that. Hey, this is a secret, but not a secret because I posted it on Facebook. Me and Corey went to Atlanta in 2016 and found Kenya's house and Sheree's house. We took pictures, of course, from the road, but the way we took the picture was like, you wouldn't have been able to see the road. We didn't post an address. We were like, look, blah, blah, blah. We saw the beds in the backyard uh, at Candace's house. Chateau Sheree, there was a car there, but we didn't put any figure, anything that you could figure out where, because of right. course people can Google her address. Cause that's what we did, but right. I would never put it out there. 
Like, I feel bad that happened to Candace because um, nobody, nobody deserves to have that happen. Even if it's, even if she what like wasn't thinking and gave too much information like she had right. done it. she did an interview yes. where she said it was a gated community and she said you should be able to figure it out there's not that many gated communities like just because she said that and yeah that was dumb yeah. on her part like that doesn't mean that she got what she deserved by doing that like that's not right that would be because, like if ugh. you took a picture of your kids outside of their school and you could kind of see the front or the like the first couple letters of the school name Let's say you did that. And then someone was like, I'm going to find out where they go to school and they start Googling, whatever. That's not your fault that those people took it in upon themselves to use the information that you put online to like yeah, it's stalk like, you and find you. It's like weird. And for, when she did that video, people were defending. And I, I don't want to seem like, but I'm just bringing up a comparison. When that other person was doxxed, that other person has given big clues to where they lived before. So it's like, I think that whoever doxed them was disgusting. And I think whoever is doxed Candace is, I won't say disgusting, but I'll say like mean. Cause like, why, like to, it's, so it's to me, that's what gets me. It's like, it wasn't okay when it happened to this person, but because you don't like this person and this person gave clues, now you're upset. You know how many celebrities I've heard do lot or do things and will say and be like, oops, I probably shouldn't have said that, but whatever. We can find them. Yeah. And the thing is that like, I don't know if anyone, like, I don't think that when people dox people use, well, sometimes they do it maliciously. I don't think yeah. in this case, it was a malicious intent. It was probably right. just like irresponsible, just the yes. same way it was irresponsible for Candace to admit, oh, I live in only one of, uh, one of only two yes. gated communities in Maryland. That was irresponsible on Candace's part. Yes. Posting yes. Candace's address online would be irresponsible. I don't, I, I, that's irresponsible. I don't think it was malicious. But then once you realize like, oh shit, there's people that live in that area, they could be there in five minutes and go outside of Candace's house. Like, and especially she's been getting death threats already. Yeah. Yeah, You know, and then to what I didn't like was how the, someone, cause someone, because I, again, all back to, because I congratulated Candace and posted that thing about, you know, her being, someone being used by a pawn to lie on her. Someone told me I was like a Trump supporter. I said, really? Okay. Well, Trump supporters, some of the ones I know don't like fact, and I'm telling you fact. So when I saw that people were like, oh, her address, this. Candace DM'd them and said, you know, hey, how would you feel if someone posted your address? You don't know the exchange back because they don't show that part. And then they show the lawyer saying, DMing saying, hey, I'm Candace's lawyer. Can you give me a call? And immediately what went on? Oh my gosh, Candace is suing this Bravo account. Where did she say that? Because I posted and I mean, I, I commented because I followed the person because I, I went and looked at pages that I didn't follow. And I was like, I'm getting out of here. I don't follow them. What's the point of me even? Like that's, that's doing that to myself. I'm not gonna be a troll today. But I did. <laughs> clarify. The one time I did troll Trumpers, it was so funny. Um, I was like, oh my God, they were like, yay, something, something Trump. And I was like, yes, oh my God, I'm so excited that he lost. And then I was like, and I just laughed. So I knew what I was doing. But um, with this thing, so, Someone did post on my page about like something, I'm not on my page, on their page, I follow them, something about her and um, now Candace is suing them. And I said, yeah, good thing that's not what the DM said when they DM'd her. And they were like, but she contacted her lawyer, so, and I just gave them the thumbs up. 
And we all know what that means. <laughs> because literally, honestly, and then people are like, oh, she's got a mall strip lawyer. Come people, you can't now, now to me, now you are really just, how else would they contact you? You're not using your real identity on uh, Instagram. If you had your real identity, of course the lawyer probably would have done that. But the lawyer went to the same account that posted the information, duh, Instagram. Like, so to me, I was like, now that's even a reach. Oh, so now, cause they were like, oh, her lawyer's fake. I was like, that is so, like, to me, that was just dumb. Like to even take up the mantle to defend, like it, it just, I know. to me, that's where well, it starts getting too much. It's too much. I'm, like, okay. So I have to admit when I saw Candace bought a house and I live around here, so I'm like, I'm always curious. When I saw Candace bought a house and I saw a post with her house and I was like, I want to know, I want to see more pictures. So I looked it up oh, and yes. I found where she, it, it didn't take me very long, but I did look it up oh, on, yeah. on Zillow. Here's an ad for Zillow. Um, but I would never post it. Like that's the exactly. thing. Like, I would never post it. I just wanted to see for my own stuff. I don't blame people for being curious. I want to know where Me every either. housewife lives. I want to know where they live. I want to know where they live. I don't want to yes. go to their house, but I want to see their house. I mean, we get to see it right. on TV that's all normal. the time. Right. We see that it on TV, normal. but. I talked to Mallory from Real House Pens of OC and she was in her kitchen. I'm like, oh, I love your cabinets. I want to go there and see her cabinets. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I get it. I feel the same. Like you said, I just wouldn't post it. Hello. I had my husband. We, he was like, all right, take a picture from here. Take a picture. It was fun, but we would never post it online, you know? Right. Right. Cause you don't know what people are going to do. Like people, yeah. th they might not even go to her house, but people might be sending stuff in the mail. It's like, you can't change your address unless you move. Like you will always get mail to that place. You could get right. mail from random people. You could get weird packages. You are afraid to open anything because you don't know who's yeah. sending things. Like you just, you just never know. And it's like, she's so excited. It's a brand new house. She's so excited about like this exciting new adventure for her. And it's like, it's yeah. almost like now that excitement's taken away. She was so excited to post about it and be like, look, look what I and did. That, like, I am going to, I mean, if I know her address, I might mail her a podcast guest request. <laughs> <laughs> she should totally come on your podcast. That would be so fun. I actually reached out and me and her manager did talk, but I didn't want to talk about the housewives. I wanted to talk about with her being married to someone of a different race. Cause I want to, my, my brother dates someone who's white and I need to contact, I need to follow up on that because he, he said that him and his um, girlfriend, I love her, Amy would be uh, glad to do it. But I want to talk to someone also who's in the public eye, who is in an interracial marriage because I can talk to you. I always feel like, I want to be able to unload on my friends what it's like being black. If I go through a, a hard day, there's also a part of me because I'm human that don't want my friends that don't look like me to feel that they know the wrath is not coming at them, but to still feel not empathy because you're my friend or a human empathy because I look like the person that upset her. Mm -hmm. So I always try to tamper it to a point because you don't want, I don't want you or, Amanda or Mandy or anybody to to feel like that or my little lily pad you know what I mean to feel like that so 
I wanted to know from a couple standpoint. So here's, so this is funny, but not, my cousin was married to a woman that was white and my aunt had just went through something um, where she was definitely discriminated against. And she said, <laughs> they were all at dinner and she was like, and just, oh, white people just get on my nerves sometimes. And she just looked over and said, I'm not gonna say, her name is not Anna, but I'm, she was like, sorry, Anna, you know, I didn't mean you. And, and they laughed about it. But at some point, Anna could have known, I know she's not talking about me and I'm not upset, but I hate that somebody that looks like me made her feel like, cause it was bad, like, like that. So I really would like to talk to Chris and Candace about Candace majored in African-American studies. So I want to know people call Chris, you know, oh, he's down with the culture. He's down with this world. What is it like when Candace, who's been in the pageant world is discriminatory and she's coaching other girls going into the pageant world and she knows how discriminated, how discriminatory that world can be, or you're this brown skinned girl on TV, you know how colorism could sh rear its ugly head. When she comes home to you at night, Candace, how do you, you, you very open on the show with your words that you use. How do you describe those feelings to your husband who is white looking at you, who has a white mother, a white father, who has children, who has other extended white family members? And Chris, have you ever flinched at, not because of the way she described it, but because you know how this world is. You are a white man in this world. That's what I want to talk to them about. Yeah, and it'd be interesting to see like each other, talking to each other about how they feel entering each other's families like and is yes. there a difference between how candace feels entering chris's world and how chris feels entering candace's world as being like right. the only one like he sometimes is the only one on the show who is white because yes. every, you know what i mean yeah. i mean not necessarily if michael's around or whatever but yeah just like him being the other person how yeah feel different than how when candace is the other person you know other what i mean person. And even though Chris has dated black woman, has he ever not fully understood how it felt? But then when he was mar marrying Candace and he was judged for his money, then did he get it and was like, I don't like how this feels to be judged for my money, but she could be judged like this every day right. for something that she can't help. So yeah, I, was I'm, I might have to mail her an invite. I think you should. I mean, if I were Candace- People I'd hate her, but the podcast. numbers will be good. Look, the numbers will be good that day. It's so funny too, because I forget, like, okay, a lot of my friends, like you and, um, and Obi and like a lot of people that I talk to a lot are like, they love Candace and even Chelsea loves Candace and, and, um, Real Housewives Orders loves Candace. So I feel like I, yes. I have a lot of friends on Instagram that are like really like just love Candace. I love Chelsea. She's like, I see myself <laughs> love when she said that <laughs> so so I forget that Candace gets a lot of hate just because for me what I'm seeing is a lot of people supporting right. her so like I right, forget right, right. And, and then in, for me sometimes I feel like I have to be like um stick up for Monique because I feel bad for her because I'm like oh my gosh like you know all poor these Mo people poor Monique, <laughs> poor Monique. but then I but then I live in this like kind of Instagram bubble with like a lot of Candace supporters Whereas out there in the real world, a lot of people are like, they are really cruel to her. And like, yeah, I, not even I just don't like her. They're cruel. Right. And I want to take a page from your book too. It's like trying to make sure we're not putting down the other person just because we happen to be supporting mm -hmm. somebody else. Like I can show love and support for Monique without insulting Candace and the other way, mm -hmm. 
the other way around. And so I think that's good. Like, I think going into the next couple of weeks, it's important for us to remember that because next week's the finale and then we have the reunion coming up. I know. Can I say that a part of me, I watched um, the Brooke Ashley, like I said, on YouTube, but she'll be on in a few weeks. I'm excited. Who started out before this season and even up until the fight, she did not like Candace. And I heard her on another podcast and she was like, if you're coming over here and you like Giselle and Candace, this episode isn't the one for you. And then when she saw the fight, and went back, she switched because she had, she had she, her being in that, that world, the recapper world, she saw the, everything leading up to Candace and judged it on Candace's, because of Candace's behavior and other situations, judged it. And so she's coming on, but she said that she was exhausted and wanted it to end. And a few weeks ago, I was like, oh, I don't feel that way. Because of all of this, and like I said, that whole article and this, she said it this week and I said, as much as I'm going to miss seeing them, I kind of want it off so that people that don't look like them can't psychoanalyze them based off of things that they may not know about or judge other people like me who may be empathetic to Candace, not knowing the reason why, because she's another black woman. She looks like me. She represents, because people didn't like an, an People didn't like them saying Monique basically represented all black women, but these same people don't have a problem that Ebony going into New York did an article in People and said, I represent all black women because I'm the first. They're saying the same thing, but because this is in a negative light, so, you know. Right, Ebony's saying it in like a, look at me, I get to represent all black women. Like this is great yeah. opportunity for me to show the viewers of New York uh, yeah. A black woman. So yeah. the message is the same. She's really saying, I represent black women. And they're saying, to, and I think that's what they were trying to say. To, that's what they were saying to Monique, but it, it shouldn't have been personal. Like you represent, but I get what they're saying. If I'm saying to Amanda, Amanda, you represent podcasters. Why would you go on a talk show and disparage podcasters? You know what I mean, but like you are the representation there seeing currently people who've never heard of podcasters that's different so i think that's where they were what they were saying but because of their dislike for her especially giselle it came out a, a separate way a different way you know so yeah but yeah i just i love them all i would go to dinner with monique and i wouldn't even bring security i'd be like <laughs> what's up because you know what you did <laughs> oh for real no i know that's the thing and that's what um that's what I talked about with Stephanie. What if we ended up in a fight? No, I'm just oh kidding. <laughs> oh my God. That's what, but that's what I was talking about when Stephanie came on, which she was like, the reason why you keep going back and forth. Cause like, I'll watch an episode and I'll be like, oh, I feel for Candace here. Or I feel for Monique. She's like, the reason why you keep going back and forth is because there is no necessarily like a hundred percent right person in this situation. And, and like I said, neither of them is ho are horrible people. Have they done mm -hmm. bad things? Yeah. But we're all flawed humans. Everybody is flawed. Mm -hmm. And so I think it is important that we, try to also realize that our each other in the Bravo universe, we all yeah. have reasons why we feel the way we feel and like trying to force your real life reasons, real life reasons, right? Real life reasons. And mm -hmm. just because you have a bad taste in your mouth about one person doesn't mean everyone else has to. And that's why I love you because it's like, Every time we talk about the Candace Monique situation, you always validate my feelings. Like you always are like, oh wow, like I can see why you think that. Even with the thing with the Candace and the the um Candace and Ashley drinking a beer thing, 
you were like, I never thought about it like that. But if I were in your yeah. shoes, I would have felt that way too. And like, and that's why I, yep. I love the way that like the relationship that we have is because you're like, wow, yeah, if I were you, I probably would have felt like that too. And that's all it takes is just understanding it from somebody yeah. else's perspective. So you I and Chelsea did that. And I was upset with you guys for making me think that <laughs> granted. And it's funny because I still feel like Candace was well with okay to say it maybe she should have said it differently because right. when you guys just real quick guys because i mean we have to go but when amanda and chelsea talked about why candace seemingly going so hard at ashley for pregnancy why it triggered them i heard them before i'd even met amanda in quotes met amanda or chelsea i heard that podcast and i was like oh my gosh i never thought of it that way so if i was them I understand their strong reaction to why they felt that way. And right. now you saying about you being iced out and feeling for Monique, I now have a different understanding of why, okay, that makes sense. Because at first, I'm not going to lie, when, when she was at Ashley Sippency and said, Candace is going to find herself by herself, I was like, ha, ha, now you find yourself by yourself. See what you said. <laughs> now I do see like, mm, that's still hurtful. And you know it's hurtful because she said, uh, Ashley was like, your skin looks good. And she was like, that's because I've been away from that other woman. Sometimes we say things like that to mask. I, I do feel like she was hurt. Oh, yeah. she, when she said that and laughed, I was like, I feel like I could see in her eyes. She was sad she wasn't on that trip. She, yeah. she wishes she could have been able to go. She can't pretend. She can't, she can't say openly, oh, I want to go on the trip. That's not fair. Because she knows that they're going to be like, well, sorry, you shouldn't have done what you did. Like, you're not invited. Right. But I'm mm -hmm. sure she felt sad about it. But but like back to what you said before, like now that I've heard about what happened to you with the fighting and in, in, in high school and that feeling of anxiety of being around, you know what they're going to do. Now I know why you feel like how you feel about the fight and how you feel about Candace in the fight, because that's what it is. We all have different experiences that we're bringing in with us while we're right. Yep. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. I pre I like this discussion that we had it to me it felt like a refreshing discussion on potomac you know like like i had what's those drinks not a wine spritzer but a not an aperol spritz something spritzery but a, a mojito i feel like this conversation was a mojito for me like a good so. reset going into the finale well there's going to be more yeah. drama next week it looks like it's going to be quite the doozy but we'll you know Ooh, we'll I get there chris i hope chris walked the dog on michael darby i will go on record saying that i mean can we all agree that we're team chris over team michael darby that's one thing we yes. can all agree on here <laughs> yes yes I, I definitely agree i definitely agree well i appreciate you so much being here with us can you please tell everyone where to find you um your podcast your instagram your twitter tell everyone where to find you First of all, thank you again for having me, Amanda. I always enjoy talking to you. I definitely do. You always give me a different perspective to look at, and that's why I'm mad at you for it sometimes, but you do. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram at WeGo Instagram. Uh, WeGo Instagram. What is it? At WeGo Podcast, W-E-I-G-O, acronym for what else is going on, podcast. So at W-E-I-G-O Podcast, Twitter at T like Tom, S like Sam, F as in Frank, A-I-S-O-N, which is at T.S. Faison. You can find me on Instagram at T.S. Faison. And the podcast, everywhere podcasts can be found. If you go to my bio on Instagram, click the link. If you have an Apple phone, it'll take you directly to Apple Podcasts. If you have a different type of phone, it'll take you to whatever platform that carrier uses for podcasts. 
Oh, I just love you, Taria. And everyone, seriously, go check out her podcast. She's so insightful. She always brings the facts. She was a lawyer in her past life. She has all the facts. And even if you disagree with her opinion, you can't dispute the facts. So it's always good to- like that. Thank you. I was, a, I was the defense attorney and a prosecutor at the same time. Don't know how that works. But I love that you, you're like, I'll bring facts from both sides and I'll still argue my point. <laughs> This makes me a psycho. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much. I cannot wait to, you know, I'm just going to DM you after this. So it's fine. We'll get me talking. too. Same thing. So, and I, Amanda's coming on this week. I'm excited. Woo! So, yeah. Very excited. Right, this week, yep, on Friday. So, yes. Um, we'll talk about Salt Lake and all that, but you have to go. I will DM you right away. I love you. So I love much. you. Thanks for listening to It's All Happening. Remember to subscribe to my podcast and leave a five-star review. If you have nothing nice to say, my DMs are always open. Please follow me on Instagram at It's All Happening X and on Twitter at happening underscore pod. Until next time.